You're about to listen to a message from Savannah Grace Chapel, Port Harcourt. May these words bear fruit in your heart as you listen. Hallelujah. Amen. Good evening, all. Well, welcome to service. Amen. It's all seen Pastor Notch and family in church <laughs> on a Wednesday. Thank God for all good things. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay, so let's continue with our series. Um, for some weeks now, we've been talking about our inheritance. Amen. And um, we said plenty. You know, we started by saying we, we, that we have an inheritance in Christ Jesus. That our inheritance is blood-bought. Amen. And it belongs to us. Glory to God. Um, um, and we said that this inheritance belongs to us because we are joint heirs with Christ. Amen. We are not, we are heirs of God and Galatians and Romans say that we are joint heirs with Christ. We explain that what that joint heirs means. That means that we are heirs together with Christ. So I, I, I said this that whatever we see, if you want to know what your inheritance is, just look at Jesus. Whatever Jesus has, it also belongs to you because you're sharing it equally. Amen. Hallelujah. We are joint heirs with Christ. And then we went on to look at um, the story of. We went on to look at the story of um, the prodigal son, and um, we learned some lessons from that. Um, some of the things we picked up from it was that um, when the prodigal son returned back home, God, um, the father restored him back to his place of honor. I mean, the father gave him, and then the father gave him some things, and we looked at those things. The father gave him a garment, which we said is our robe of righteousness. We have been made righteous. In Christ Jesus, we are righteous. And we, we did a little bit of looking at that last last week. Wednesday. And um, we said that the rope of righteousness, it covers us. And we are supposed to constantly, that's, what, that, that's our qualification. We are supposed to constantly remember that we are clothed in righteousness. Forget about all what we've done in the past. Forget about the mistakes, the, the sins, the errors or whatever it is, we are clothed in righteousness and God sees us righteous. Amen. God sees us righteous. Amen. I'd like to add this. See, God sees us, heaven sees us righteous. The earth sees us righteous. And hell sees us unrighteous. Glory to God. I don't want to go so so that I don't jump. But we'll talk a little more about that this evening. So he was clothed in righteousness. Amen. Second thing the Father gave him was a ring, which we said signifies authority. God has given us all authority. Amen. We are the authorized ones. So, um, we didn't just get born again and we are clothed in righteousness, but we also have authority. We have the name of Jesus. 
We have the power to stand in the stead of Jesus. And life answers to us. Amen. The other thing he gave him was the um, the sandals, which we say um, represents what? Sonship. Say so represents sonship. He has a right to the estate. Has um, in those days, like we said, in those days, only the rich was wore um, sandals. Servants did not wear sandals. Amen. So. Um, you, you, you know, if you, look, if you look at the story of the prodigal son, when he left home, he left home rich. He left home with substance. Amen. So, if he was coming back without shoes, that means, you know, something happened to his shoes along the way. Amen. But the father restored back his shoes to him. His father returned his, restored back his sonship to him. We are sons. We are sons of the living God. That's why we have a right to an inheritance. Amen. If you're not a member of the family, you can't claim inheritance. I mean, no matter how... Um, um, okay, let me use one word. No matter how I know Dangote, and Dangote even says he loves me. Maybe I will know personally. I say he loves me and everything. I am not his son. I don't have a right of inheritance when it comes to what he has. Amen. Even if he wills things to me, it will just be because... Um, in his good heart and his benevolence. I am not a son. I don't have a right to inherit anything from him. But sons have a right to the inheritance. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm trying to summarize. I, think, I, I hope I've done a good job at summarizing it. Today we'll try to bring this to an end. And um, I'd like to start from here that um, we've been talking about inheritance. And so what, I'll ask that, what is our inheritance? What's our inheritance? Amen. Is it money? Is it houses? Is it cars? What is it? Well, uh, um, all through the, the, the epistles, we see Paul constantly reminding the church that they have an inheritance. God has provided a glorious inheritance for his church. And I will, I will summarize what he describes as our inheritance as this. He says, increase dominion over all the works of darkness. Amen. Including sin, sickness, disease, and spiritual death. Amen. It includes our dominion over all the works of darkness, including sin, sickness, disease, and death. I'd like to summarize this way. Our inheritance is all that Jesus paid for in his sacrifice. Amen. It's all that Jesus paid for in his sacrifice. Through his sacrifice, he has, because, see, that's what the, 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 um, Paul was constantly telling the church, that through the sacrifice of Jesus, he has brought us into an inheritance. He has brought us into a life of victory. He has brought us into a life of dominion. He has brought us into a life of um, freedom. Amen. So our inheritance is everything that Jesus paid for. So, is it just eternal life? We die and go to heaven? No. That's the ultimate. I mean, that's the ultimate of it all. One day we'll stand before God and you see, whatever we gain in this world, whatever we achieve in this world, whatever we're able to amass in this world, will we'll, we'll fade into its significance 
who will see God's glory. I mean, if you have, let, let, me, let me say, if you have all the gold, see, the, the place that has the most gold in the world, that is Fort Knox. If you have all the gold of Fort Knox, amen. Hallelujah. When you get to heaven, I mean, and you, you, you're considered the richest man on the planet Earth in gold, when you get to heaven, you're going to be in for a shocker that we already know. You know what the shocker is? In heaven, gold is kolta. The streets are tarred with gold. This is your diamond, your pearls. They used to make gates in heaven. That's what God uses to make gates in heaven. Hallelujah. But on this earth, when we, if we need those things, Christ has paid for us to enjoy them. Hallelujah. And that is our inheritance. That's our inheritance because we can always we can always put a demand on God for those things and God will come through for us. Glory to God. You know, Luke, Luke chapter 12 verse 32. Luke 12 32. It says, do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure. It is your father's good pleasure to what? To give you the kingdom. It's his, you know when you say somebody's good pleasure, it's, it's his delight. I think another, another um, translation used that word delight. It's his delight to give you the kingdom. So God is not, God is not holding anything back from you. God is not, I mean, scripture always quotes, um, um, Second Corinthians, is it Second Corinthians now? Um, five, no, Romans 8.32. I don't know, I'm always mixing up. Romans, you don't need to open it, but Romans 8.32. It says that if he did not spare his son, and he freely gave up his son to us, how, mo- how much more will he freely give us all things to enjoy? Amen. God has a desire. God's heart desire is that you enjoy all things. God's heart desire is that you live a fulfilled life in this earth. See, if you want to be rich and comfortable, God has made provision for it. If you want to just get by, God has made provision for it. The choice is yours. Amen. So God has made an available inheritance for us. Now, where I want us to end this, um, we've said a lot, we've described a lot about all the things that God has made available for us, all things that God in Christ Jesus has done for us. Now, there's something that we need to be conscious of or aware of. And this is it. You have an enemy who tries to keep you out of your inheritance. You have an enemy who tries to keep you out of your inheritance. You know, um, you know I, I was thinking about it and I said, that's actually true. Because even in when it comes to this physical world, you know the reason why wills are written? So that nobody will contest your inheritance with you. Amen. I mean, if um, you're the son of a millionaire, billionaire, whatever it is, and then he just, okay, and he has, let's use the regular person, he has like 50 children. Okay, let me put it this way. If you are David's son, King David, no, if you are King Solomon's son, <laughs> let's paint it more. If you are King Solomon, one of King Solomon, you know, it even happened in, in, in um, David's, in David's um, brain. I mean, you have so many children. I just said, you, you are a very good child. When I die, that my house, 
in um, GRA. You will get it, eh? You, you served me very well. Kai, you, 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 you did well. When I die, you see all my properties in Lagos, it goes to you. I just share it with word of mouth. Fifty children. And then, I finally, like you say, I break my last. You think it's going to be easy? Everybody just say, I, just one, one child, and one child, I didn't even remember to leave anything for him. I just say, ah, you, Everything in Lagos, Daddy give you. Why, why, why did he give you everything in Lagos? Now, like we must, we must, I must have a share in the things of Lagos. Amen. So even in the physical, there are things that contest against our inheritance. Same in the spiritual. We have an enemy who is constantly contending with us, contesting our inheritance with us. Amen. I see. We must be conscious and aware of this because. We have said a lot of things. We have talked about our inheritance and things like that. Sometimes you think about it. Say, okay, if God has... Because if... Let me be honest with you. Sometimes I even think about it. That, okay, God has made these promises. God has said this. Thing. Why are we not seeing it? And this is the reason why we are not seeing it. Number one, the, the, the two reasons. Number one, ignorance. This is my people are destroyed for lack of um, knowledge. Ignorance. You do not know. Number two, you have an enemy who is contending with you. You have an enemy who is contending with you. Let's look at Luke chapter 10 verse 19. It says, Behold, I have given you authority to trample upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. We'll, do, we'll talk a bit here. So, um, I'll be picking things here that I want to emphasize on and we'll expand on it. Now it says, says this, Behold, I give you. Behold, I give you. The first thing we see there, it says that I give you. He's the one giving you the authority. He says, Behold, I give you. Now see, who backs up your authority or who backs up your power it's important. Amen. Hallelujah. I am pastor of Savannah Grace Chapel, Potakot. By the power invested upon me by Savannah Ministries and the Lord Almighty, I'm giving each and every one of you a plot of land in Jerry. Only my wife has faith in me. <laughs> Why? I don't have such powers. Amen. That's nothing backing me up. Savannah Ministry is not going to. It's not backing me up. <laughs> if I if Reverend hears about it, say, did they young your own? Amen. But see another scenario. I will not. I will not do the voice this evening. Imagine Wiki comes for service, and then he enjoys our service. He looks at us. Ah, you people are very fantastic people. You know what? Everyone here, I'm giving you a plot of land in Jerry. Amen. Is that is that tangible? Is that is that real? Can you can you bank on it? Why? He has the power of the state to be able to do that. He says, Behold, I give you authority. Who is talking here? 
Who is talking here? Jesus says, I give you authority. Jesus is the one who has given us authority. We have authority in his name. Amen. We are the authorized ones. He has given us his authority. See, and when he says giving us his authority, he's not just saying that uh, um, I am, I am um, um, giving you, thank you Lord. He's not saying I give you permission. He's not saying I give you permission. He says I give you the right to stand in my stead. Hallelujah. I give you the right to stand in my place. I give you the right to act as me. That's why I say I have given you authority. I have given I give you authority. I give you authority. I give you the right to stand in my place. I give you the right to act as me. And that right I'm giving you is backed by all the powers of heaven. As we've constantly said all through this series. It's backed by the powers of heaven. Jesus said that I give you authority. We have authority. Say I have authority. Oh, now say it to someone who believes it. I have authority. We have all powers. I have all powers. And I have all authority to operate those powers. Amen. So he says that I've given you authority to trample upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemies and nothing shall by enemies hurt you. Do you know while I was doing I was, I was going to study this. Do you know when Jesus said I've given you authority I, I, I started saying something that no wonder Satan today is attacking, attacking authority. Amen. Don't you just say that I'm giving you authority. I'm giving you um, the right to stand in my place. Amen. Now, if you do not understand authority, or if you if you fight against authority, then you, you know my wife. My, my, my wife and I were talking. Or my wife was talking to me. More part talking to me, and she was talking things that um, you know you're the one that said. Um, she was talking about something, and she was telling me that. Uh, that one time, one time said in church that if you void God's word in one area, or you you doubt God's word in one area, or you compromise God's word in one area, it will affect every other every other of God's word. Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, what basically what she was saying that, for instance, when it comes to um um um, okay, let me take finances. When it comes to finances, for instance, when it comes to finances, say no, I don't believe in giving. I don't believe in tithing. Uh, so, uh, those ones, they are Old Testament. But I, I, I believe in my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. No, no, no. It doesn't work that way. You've got to believe God's word in the whole entirety for it to be true. Amen. Hallelujah. So, when you say that, uh, um, when, God, when, when, when you say that, I give you authority. Amen. Now, he's talking about authority. Um, relating with authority. Amen. If you have a problem with authority, if you have a problem with authority figures in our lives, authority, parent authority, 
um, spouse authority, um, um, government authority, whatever authority it is. Amen. The devil has constantly do something of bringing the church or people, rather, generally, to a place where they begin to despise authority. I mean, I've, I've had so many things. I mean, when it comes, for instance, um, children say, no, 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 no. Uh, my father is old school. My mother, my mother, what does my mother know? Things are not like that anymore. Things have changed. Things have changed. When the, when the computer age, when the computer age, things have changed. You're despising the authority. Amen. And it goes like that. In, in, in place of work, say, my boss, bo- that guy is an unbeliever. So, uh, you can't tell me what to do. Uh, may I have the spirit of Christ. Uh, despising authority. Amen. Now, when you come to a place where you begin to despise authority, it will affect how you receive authority. It will affect how you receive authority. Amen. Are, are we following me? what I'm saying? It will affect how we receive authority. So when you say that, I've given you authority. I've given you authority. I've put you in a place of authority. You're constantly bringing down authority. You're constantly looking down of authority. So in your mind, you don't have a right permit me to use the word. You don't have a right psyche about authority. You know when you think about authority, you know, let, let me explain this in another way then. Trust God that to bring sense to you. You know, when you, when, you, when you think, there's some words that when you think about, you connect with something. Amen. Hallelujah. Royalty is not having any of mommy today. <laughs> Amen. Now, when you think about authority, when you think about some words, there, there are pictures that it's, it, it's, it, um, Stays up in you. Amen. So, I mean, when you talk about authority figure, what, what's one of the major authority figures that you can think of? Daddy. Pastor. Unit head. Amen. Now, you think of them as authority. Now, if you despise their authority, when it comes to, I've given you authority, when that word authority becomes a despised word to you. So you're not able to really relate to it as it should. You're not able to see yourself as an authorized person because, look, somewhere at the back of your mind, you have a picture of how you treat authority. Amen. So somewhere at the back of your mind, amen, when things happen, and the devil begins to despise, in quotes, despise your authority. You, you don't, you, 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 you're not, you're not, you don't have the confidence to fight. Amen. Just say he has given us authority. Hallelujah. We must. And that's why when the Bible, when Bible gives instructions, obey those who are in authority, it's... It, 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 this is not even part of what, I, what, what, what my, my message but I, I believe God is bringing me here. When God gives some instructions, for instance, obey those who are in authority, um, um, don't despise authority, you know, it sounds like, okay, they are, they are, they are, 
abstract thing. Okay, God is talking about something here. It's not related to my my dominion over uh, 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 the devil. They are all related. Because God knows that once you begin to despise authority, once you begin to look down authority, once you don't see authority with the right mind, it's going to affect you exercising authority over the devil. Amen. Okay, let me go on. Now I said, so, he said, I've given you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now, um, thank God for New King James. He did a correct translation here. Give me the old King James. He says, Behold, I have given you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now, I said this because um, for a lot of us, this is the one we know. I've given you power. But we know from New King James that that word power was actually the word exusia, which means authority. So, he has given us authority. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, he says he has given us authority to tread upon serpent and scorpion and over all the power. Now, this second power is one we know, dunamis. With all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. You know why I said we should bring it back to this? The separation of the powers there. Yeah. The, the first one is authority. The other one is power. It says he has given us, so New King James says that he has given us authority to tread upon serpent and scorpion and over all the powers of the enemy. Now, if we look at it this way, he has given us power, it's like as if um, he has given us dunamis. So, we are looking where it begins to paint, it'll give you a mindset of, I, I, need, I need more power. So, when I'm not able to tread upon the power of the enemy, then that means that I need more power. So, we are constantly seeking more power. But it's not power, it's authority. Amen? You understand what I'm saying here? It's not power, it's authority. He has given us authority. And the authority is ultimate. Glory to God. It's not, there's no extra authority that he will give. He has given us all the authority. And this authority gives us the, the right to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all, it says, all the power of the enemy. Hallelujah. So, we have authority to tread upon serpent and scorpion. We have the authority to tread upon all the powers of the enemy. Glory to God. I, I, I'm trying to build here. Again, he says that he has given to you authority. So that means that it's, it, I'm not that I've given to you power. So the power is not in you. The power is in him. But the authority is in you. Amen. Now, um, you know, a typical example that we always use, um, the, the, the traffic warden, traffic controller. Amen. Like we always, uh, most of us know the, this illustration. Now, if you see a traffic warden in the middle of the road, and then he sees a mighty, te- um, what's the size of, 
truck, 50, 20-ton truck. You see a 20-ton truck coming. I mean, and this guy weighs less than 60 kg. I see the 20-ton truck coming. You know, if he raises his hand, where law and order prevails. I must quickly add that. If he raises his hand, guess what? The 20-ton, even a 100-ton truck will come to a stop. Tell me, is it power he has? Amen. He's not Superman. He's only Superman in the movies that will see fly down and then he stop. Look. What, what, what does he have standing there? He has the authority of the states which he uses to stop the power of the truck. Amen. He has the authority of the state. The state is backing him up. You know, like I said, where law and order prevails. If the truck refuses to stop and breaks and continues, what will we say? He has broken traffic. He has become an offender. And the state will come, will come against him. Amen. Our authority is in the power of God through the sacrifice of Jesus. Amen. And when we speak, when we stand, that's what we've said, we've said almost throughout this series. When we speak, when we stand, all of heaven is backing us up. Okay. Okay. The series are mixing up. We said that in the name of Jesus. When we speak, all of heaven is backing us up. When I stand and I say, in the name of Jesus, all of heaven backs me up. I stand as the authorized one to speak. Now, l- let me also say this, that, you know, um, in um, God has given us all authority in this, on this planet Earth. God cannot, we talked about that during in the name of Jesus, God cannot I will not do anything on earth without our permission. Amen. So, no matter what the devil is doing on planet earth, God cannot stop him. There's a legal system in place. The earth belongs to us. God cannot stop him. You must stand and take charge. You must stand and exercise your authority. The same thing even in your life. No matter what the devil is doing, no matter what the devil is throwing at you in your life, no matter how the devil is trying to rob you of your inheritance, God cannot stop the devil. You have to stand. Take your authority and stand against the devil. Amen. Hallelujah. Now let's look at Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 17. He says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and knowledge. The spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. We are reading to 22. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Amen. Go on. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believes? Now, see what we're talking about. He said, what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places, far above principalities and powers, 
and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but in that which is to come. 22. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church. Amen. Now, see what um, Ephesians is saying here. He says that um, Paul was praying for the future that God will open their eyes to the revelation of what they have. One of the things that he said they have is to know God's power that's available to them or to us. For us to know God's power that's available to us. And he describes the power. We don't try to do all, all, all true. He describes the power. He says this is the same power that brought Jesus from the dead. He said that power is available to us. Amen. So we have that same power. We have the authority. We have the right to use that power. Because the power is available to us. Amen. I said that uh, um, he has. Please go to um, 20, 20, 20. 20. Which he walked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him. See, he says that this is power that he used to bring Christ from the dead. That's number one. Number two, he says Christ has been, he has seated Christ in heavenly places. Glory to God. So Christ is in a place of power and dominion. And from there, he gives us the authority, the right to use his name. He gives us, he makes that power available unto us. Amen. So 21 goes on to say that um, he is the head. Amen. Christ is the head. We are the body. So, I mean, if the head has something, does the body have it? Is the body, is the head different from the body? The head. So, if the head has all that power, all that authority, all that dominion, guess what? The body has it. Amen? Hallelujah. He says, he has put all things under his feet. He has put all things under his feet. uh, um, Can you... Can you compress, give me everything so that I just pick up what I want from it? No. From, or I use my own Bible. It's not, I'm not, I'm, it's not your fault, it's my fault. I don't blame you. There are words I want to pick out, but I can't pick them out if it's... Ephesians 1, okay. Twenty-one, okay. Which he walked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand. Far above, okay, that's where I was, I was looking at. He says, he has seated him far above principalities and powers and might and dominion and every name that is named. Christ is seated far above principalities and powers and dominion and every name that is named. Christ is seated in a place of authority. Amen. We are seated there with him. Amen. You know what I'm talking about? Our dominion over Satan. Because he's the one who is constantly trying to, trying to rob us of our inheritance. So we need to understand that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. So we are the authorized ones. We have authority. We have all authority with the power of heaven backing us up. Amen. Hallelujah. I said that he puts 
all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church. So he's the head over the church. We are the body. Now the head is in heaven there, but the body is the one that does, um, uh, um, the body is the one on earth here and the body is the one that does the work. Let me explain it this way. Now, imagine you see a cockroach or anything that's Imagine you see, let's use a cockroach scrolling on the ground. Imagine you see a cockroach, a big fat cockroach. Amen. Hallelujah. Your head is up there. Do you know that? Well, I, I, I think that I, I hope, I've never seen somebody, you see a cockroach and the cockroach is running and then you chase it and then, uh, what, how do you kill the cockroach? Stamp it down. He says he has put all things under his feet. You know what he's saying? He, he, I mean, you know, when um, there are some things that, that for, for instance, there are some animals that are big enough, when you see them, you, you try to engage them in a combat. Maybe you have to use your hand or something. But there are some things that are just down there. You don't even bother. I mean, I've never thought of, I've never seen a cockroach and I tried to use my hand to kill it. Well, what do I do? I, I, I keep chasing it. The best I do is take a shoe and go after it or a broom or something. Amen. That shows how, how beneath it is. He says that he has put all things under his feet. All things are under your feet. Amen. All things are under your feet. When it comes to the devil, when it comes to his lies, when it comes to all his activities, they are all under your feet. No, you need to see it. You need to think of it that way. You need to believe it that way for it to have make any meaning to you. All things are under your feet. The, all the things that the devil throws at you, no matter how strong they look, no matter how powerful they look, they are all under your feet. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So Jesus is the head. We have the same authority that he has. Now let's look at Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 1. He says, And you he made alive who are dead in trespasses and sins. We're reading to 6 in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now walks in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. But, say but, God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us. What did he do? Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved. And raised us up together and made us to sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. See, we are seated with Christ Jesus in heavenly places. We're seated in that place of power. We're seated in that place of dominion. We're seated in that place of authority. Amen. See, I want to first 
established that in our heart that we are seated with him in place of power and dominion. Amen. So we have power over all. We have authority, which also includes power. We have authority over all the power of the enemy. I say it this way. Whatever cannot affect Christ seated in heaven cannot affect you. It doesn't look that way, but that's the consciousness and the mentality that you need to develop. Whatever cannot affect Christ seated in heaven cannot affect you. Amen. We'll talk about I'll answer some of the questions that is in my mind, but first of all, I want to establish that whatever cannot affect Christ seated in heaven cannot affect you. Because we are joint heirs with him. Remember we said that whatever he has, we have. Whatever he can do, we can do. Amen. Hallelujah. So, we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Glory to God. So, I, I said here that that may not always be our circumstances, but that is our position. Which is what, you know what I'm saying? We may not always feel like as if we are seated with Christ in heavenly places, but that's our position. I mean, things may happen to us that does not look like as if, make us look at, or feel like as if we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. But see, your position is that you are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Amen. And first, you know, one of the ways you begin to um, um, get your victory is that you begin to believe God's word for what he says. So if God says, what says that you are blessed, if God says that you are seated with Christ in heavenly places, you are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Your circumstances may not look like that. Your circumstances, your circumstances may not make you feel like that. But God says that you are seated with Christ in heavenly places. You are seated with him in heavenly places. Amen. Hallelujah. Now let's look at another scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 6 to 8. He says, however, we speak wisdom among those who are matured, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor the rulers of this age, who is, who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. Verse 8. Which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Amen. So what we'll see, it says that, um, please give me six to eight. Just combine everything. Make my work easy. It says, how be it we speak wisdom among those who are matured. Amen. So he's saying, look, he's saying that we're speaking wisdom. There's a wisdom we're speaking among those who are matured. Not the wisdom of this age, nor the rulers of this age who are coming to naught. Coming to nothing. So, one, one thing that I want to say, it says that the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing, the powers of, and that's talking about the devil, the powers of the devil, the Bible says that it's constantly coming to nothing. And very important that we, we see and understand that, that the power of the devil is constantly, is reducing to zero. Amen. Because, you know, the thing that a lot of you hear people are saying these days, that, ah, man, the devil is getting, is becoming stronger. It's like I said, the devil is getting stronger. You know, we are coming to the end of time. The devil is getting stronger and stronger. No, he's not coming, getting stronger and stronger. The Bible says that his power is coming to nothing. 
his power is reducing to nothing. Amen. A typical example that we always uh, had to give. If you've seen them, if you've seen a snake being killed before, even when the head of the snake is cut off, you know, for some, some, for some snakes, for even up to an hour or more, the body can still be moving. Amen. But the head is off. The snake is dead. So if, if it, for instance, they pick it and throw it at somebody and you're scared of it, it's a headless, dead, dying snake. It's powerless. It cannot do anything. It's coming to an end, but it's doing all those motions in its, as it grinds to an end. The same thing, the power of the devil is coming to an end. Amen. He says, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. Which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the, the Lord of glory. So what is the mystery that he's saying that he's speaking? Is it is the finished works of Jesus. Amen. I think if you read on in, 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 in the... In, Read above and continue after this. You see, he was talking, he was actually talking about the sacrifice of Jesus. That's the mystery. That's the mystery. That's the wisdom of God for the defeat of Satan. Because he said that if they had known, if they had known, if the devil had known that the death of Jesus would bring his defeat, he would have done everything in his power to stop Jesus from going to that cross. I mean, he would have done everything to... You, 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 you know, on the contrary, it would look like a victory for the devil. Finally, we caught the Son of God. We brought him to hell. But it was God's, it was God's master plan to defeat the devil. Amen. I said that if the devil had known, if they had known, they would have made sure that Christ was not crucified. Because in his... In, in, in Jesus' crucifixion, in Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, is the defeat of Satan. Satan is defeated. Satan is defeated. His power is coming to nothing. His power is reducing every day. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, um, first, I'm, I'm picking scriptures then. I, I will we'll tie them all up. First Corinthians. Okay. Before, before we read the next scripture. So, like I said, so somebody is asking, okay, if devil's power is reducing to not, if devil is, is made powerless, if we are seated with Christ in authority, then why does it seem as if the devil has power over us? Why does it seem as if bad things happen without control? First Corinthians Chapter 1, verse 18. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. He said the message of the cross, the message of the cross, Amen. Jump over to 21, verse 21, from verse 21, read to 24. It says, For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God that through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. 
Amen. Now, um, remember where we read in chapter 2. We're talking about the wisdom of God and the mystery and all that. I, I told you that Paul started answering those things. So, and then he now started talking about it as a mystery and as the wisdom of God. For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God. He pleased God that through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. Go on. For Jews requested a sign and Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified. To the Jews a stumbling block. To the Greek foolishness. But to those who are called both Jews and Greek, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Amen. Now that's the wisdom we were talking about in, uh, in um, chapter 2. Amen. That's the wisdom we were talking about in chapter Let's look at that chapter 2 again. 1 Corinthians 2, 6 to 8. Habit we speak the wisdom among those who are matured. So what's the wisdom? Christ. Amen. That's the wisdom he says we speak here. Among those who are matured. Yet not the wisdom of this age, nor the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. Amen. Hallelujah. So, Christ is the wisdom of God. Amen. Christ is the wisdom of God to us. Glory to God. Now, why, like I, like I, I said, why is it that it seems as if um, bad things happen? First Corinthians, Second Corinthians chapter 2 verse 11. He says, Lest, 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 Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. You know what he's saying here? How Satan takes advantage of us is being ignorant of his devices. So, how Satan takes advantage of us and, and tricks us out or, or um, uh, um, steals our inheritance of us is because we are ignorant of his devices. See, all that Satan has are devices. Another translation says scheme. All that Satan has are schemes. That's what Satan has. He has no powers. He has no, I say it again, Satan has no power against you, a believer. He has devices. He has tricks. And that's all he uses against us. Amen. And when you are ignorant of the devices, when you are ignorant of the, the, let, let's even use the word, let's leave with the word devices and bring it to contemporary terms. You know what devices are? Your phone is a device. Your, what else? Let's even, your TV is a device. Saying that the devil has these things that he uses. The things he uses, he uses them the same way that you use your phone. I mean, I want to, you, you know, I want to talk to somebody I bring out my cell phone, I punch a number, I call the person, I'm using my device. And I can use the device, maybe I want to, you know in the past, I want to, um, 
let me make negative. I want to, for instance, let me, I want to go and I want to insult Lucky. And Lucky is not in church. I have to locate his house. I have to go to his house. Amen. Go and knock on his door. Get him to open his door. Or see him face to face. And I tell him what I want to tell him. But these days, I don't have to. I will bring out my phone. I have Lucky's number. I dial his number. I tell him all that I want to tell him. If you say, I'm talking and he cuts the line, I send him a text message. You know, the only way that Lucky can beat me is that he knows how I operate when it comes to using my phone. You know, I, 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 I seek my wife's permission to give this, this story. You know, one time she said she and one of her fr- a friend, they had a misunderstanding. Just to summarize that. They had a misunderstanding. So, um, the friend, I think the friend tried to call her. She refused to pick the call. So, the friend now started sending stink, stinkers to her. So, my wife said that the first one she sent, she opened the register. Oh, that's what. So, as the text were, then it was no text message, it was not now. Text message. So as the text message were coming in, she, was, she wasn't even reading it, she was just deleting them. Deleting, and the lady was just sending them barad, pa, 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 pa. But as they were coming in, she was just deleting them, deleting them, deleting them. So after I watched, she now sent a message to her. I said, Look, you better stop wasting your money because I'm not reading your messages. As they're coming in, I am deleting them. The Bible says that, for we are not ignorant of his devices. He says, when you are ignorant of the device of the enemy, he takes advantage of you. Amen? Amen? Amen. Don't be ignorant of the devices of the devil. Let's look at another scripture. Um, Ephesians chapter 6, 11 and 12. It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the, of the devil. You know this word, if you look at different translation, it gives, it says, the tricks, the lies, the deceit. That's what that word wiles means. It means the the, look for another translation. It means the lies of the devil. It means the tricks of the devil. So, what does it say? It says, put on the whole armor of God. It's you're putting on the whole armor of God that helps you. Okay, this amplifier, thank you. Say, put on God's whole armor. The armor of heavy armed soldiers which God supplies. That you may be able successfully to stand up against all the strategies and the deceit of the devil. You know, we're talking about um, the enemy who is trying to rob us of our inheritance. And I'm talking of how he does it. I first started by saying that first, we must be grounded in the fact that um, we have all the authority. Amen. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places. The power of the devil is coming to naught. But this is how he works. He tricks us. He has schemes. He has, he has strategies. So God's word says that I am healed. Amen. And then the devil is telling me that you are healed, but you have a, you have a temperature. How, how can you call yourself healed when your body is hot? Amen. 
God's word says that um, my God supplies all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And then I need to pay a bill and I don't have the money. And then he was telling me, so how is your need met when you can't pay this bill? You know, I, I like the way Kenneth Hagin, I've heard Kenneth Hagin say that, uh, Kenneth Hagin say that, I've heard, um, I heard Gloria Copeland say that. He said say that the devil has tempted, he said the devil has ten, tempted me a lot of time to accept sickness, but I have refused. You know, it's a temptation. When your temperature is spiking, it's a temptation to accept sickness. Reverend Tende says that the, um, the absence of symptom is not proof that you are healed. Neither is the presence of symptom proof that you are sick. Amen. You know what he's saying? I, I, you can see me. It happens. It happens. You just see somebody, somebody, the person is going healthy, looking healthy. Just said that somebody just slumped. And I said, ah, what happened to him? He said, no, not you. Know, he, just, well, just, he just slumped. When they do an autopsy, the guy has been carrying sickness that have killed him one year ago. But he looked healthy. He looked fit. The absence of symptom was not proof that he was healthy. So the presence of symptom should not be proof that you are sick. Amen. Hallelujah. The tricks of the devil. The deceit of the devil. The wilds of the devil. The devil will constantly throw it at you that you do not have what God says you have. The moment you buy into it, you accept it, then it is yours. But Ephesians says that put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the devil's evil tricks. Amen. Put on the whole armor of God. See, you know, our battle is not with physical things. Our battle is not with, because sometimes we, we, we said our battle is, when it comes to my healing, when it comes to my health, my battle is not with my temperature that is rising. No, my battle is not my temperature that is rising. My battle is with the lies that the devil is telling me. How many of us have had, um, let, let, me, let me just generalize. How many of you have had any health challenge or that even looks, that seems normal and you have thought that you are going to die? How many of you have had malaria and you thought that you are going to die? Why? Everybody, people, you are using the medication. People, you, people use and they recover from it every day. You've used it before. You've recovered from it before. So why, why, why this time? The lies of the devil. Amen. The lies of the devil, and all his lies is to get us out of our inheritance. And you know, the lies that come so subtly, they just come very easily. And sometimes some things happen to you. Sometimes some things happen to you in life. Just what's even the word? What's, what's even this life, Marcel? Maybe person just die, they go. How many of us have ever thought those kind of thoughts? I beg, maybe person just go die, they go. You, 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 you know, 
You just think that that's your thoughts. It's just, it's just, it's just because of how I'm feeling. No, it's not because of how I'm feeling now. No, 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 no. Guess what? The devil is pumping that lie into your mind. You know the people that, you, you, you know people who have committed suicide. Do you know that's how it starts? You just drop in your mind. What is, what is there to fight for anymore? Look, let's just end it and go. Then you just say, no, indeed. Then tomorrow he drops it again. Look at this one again. What are you even, what is there? So, no, we just keep strong. Then all of a sudden, the thought is becoming stronger. It's becoming stronger and stronger. Then one day the person wakes up and acts on it. There are very, I don't think, except very strong demonic cases that just, the thought of suicide just came that day and they acted on it that day. No, it's, it's a gradual thing. It just keeps coming. It just keeps coming until you finally buy into it. The temptation, the lies, the tricks of the devil. Amen. Um, verse 12 of that. It says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That's what I've been talking about. But against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. This is what we wrestle against. This is what we wrestle against. Amen. These are the forces that we contend against. And that's why I said that it's not your physical circumstances that is the problem. It's your spiritual. Because the devil knows that from the spiritual realm, once he can get you to accept it, then physical is a done deal. Glory to God. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 5, 6 to 9. It says, Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Casting all your cares upon him for he cares for you. So it says, we're going on, but it says, humble yourself. How you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God is by casting your cares upon him. Amen. I say it again. How you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God is by casting your cares upon him. When you take up your cares, you're not humbling yourself. Amen. He says, therefore humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you. So when you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, he says, then God exalts you. When you cast your care upon him, then God exalts you. Hallelujah. Go on. Be sober. Be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He says your adversary. He says, he calls him your adversary. What's the meaning of adversary? Another word for it. Your opponent. Your enemy. You know what what this is saying? Paul was talking to who here? Are they believers? Were they Christians? Were they born again? He says, your adversary. You know, the worst thing that you can ever do in life is to think that I don't have an enemy. I don't offend devil. Why are you going to pursue me? You offend them when you accept Jesus Christ. 
Bible says that your adv- he calls him your adversary, your enemy. And here's the name, the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And let me paint a, a, a picture of the of, of one of the pictures of the devil, of the, the lion. He says, Walk about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. You know, how when animals move in park, they are strong. So the devil moves, uh, the, the lion moves around looking for that one stray, or he tries to find a way of getting just that one to stray away from the park. That one that strays away from the park, he goes after it. So he says that, be sober, be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. You have an enemy. He's looking for how to devour you. But he says that, be sober, be vigilant. Amen. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same suffering are experienced by your brother, by your brotherhood in the world. Now, starting from verse um, verse six, he says that therefore humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you, casting all your cares upon Him, because He cares for you. Then he now goes on to talk about um, be sober. So he says, be sober, be vigilant. See. It's all going together. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you. How you do that? By casting your cares upon him. Because he cares for you. Then he now says that, now, be sober. When you take up cares, eh, you're not sober. When you take up um, um so when you take up cares, you're not sober. You can't be vigilant. Amen? Um, I say, um, watch these drums. Watch these drums and make sure nothing happens to them. And then, somebody, is, the keyboard is making noise here. The keyboard is... So I'm worried about the noise the keyboard is making. I'm worried about all the things that are happening here. So I'm coming here. I'm trying to sort out these things that are happening here. Am I watching? Am I? Be sober. Be vigilant. This is what I say you should face. It says, casting all your cares upon him. Do you have cares? It says you cast it upon him. Stop trying to solve your cares. Stop trying to, to handle your cares. Cast it all upon him. Then you are sober. Then you are vigilant. Do you know a lot of time when you have cares, you are not sober. You are drunk with your cares. How am I going to solve this thing? How am I going to get this thing to work? What is it? Oh, my mind is so clouded. He says, casting all your cares upon him. Why? You know he cares for you. So now, be sober, be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, is walking around like a royal lion, looking for whom he may devour. The moment he can get you to be concerned about your cares, then he can devour you. Amen. We have an enemy. His name is the devil. James chapter 4 verse 7. James 4 7. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil 
and he will flee from you. You know, a lot of times we call this devil, resist the devil. Satan, I resist you. Awesome. But there's something you do to resist the devil. He says, therefore, submit to God. Let me use another word. Therefore, surrender to God. When you surrender to him, now you can resist the devil. You can't be palling the devil. You can't be, be, be doing things with the devil and then you want to resist him. You can't be thinking the devil's thoughts. I want to resist him. He says, submit to God. Submit, one of, what's the basic major way we submit to God? We submit to his word. What are we finding? What does his word say about us? We submit to it. God's word says I'm healed. I submit to his word. God, I submit to you. I'm healed. Your word says I'm healed, so I'm healed. When I submit to him that way, then now I can resist the devil. But when I'm thinking, ha, is this, sick, this, 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 this malaria now, that is, is it going to kill me? Is this I'm going to die? Is this how my life is going to end? So when I, when I die now, what's going to happen to my family? Amen. <laughs> You're not submitted to God. You can't resist the devil that way. Submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. I said it one time, I'll say it again. Every time, and God, God was teaching me that one time, every time you resist the devil, scripture says that he flees from you. But he comes back. That's why you are going to keep resisting him. He res- I mean, who are you? Jesus, the devil came to him three times. And then the Bible says that he left him for a while. So, you're going to keep resisting him. He comes, you resist him. He comes, you resist him. I, I, I don't know if I was talking about... I, think, I don't know if it was in churches, but, but I think I remember recently I was saying somewhere that the devil has been at this thing for ages, for over 6,000 years. He has, he, has, he has experience with man. The devil, look, the devil has no new tricks, so no new tricks. He has been at this thing for 6,000 years. Before you came, before, before anybody in your generation came, he has been at it. When you go and the plenty generation after you, he's still at it. So he's a master at this thing. He's a master at tricks and deceits. No powers, just tricks and lies. Amen. Hallelujah. So he says, submit to God. Submit to God's word. What does God say? What have you found in the world? That's your inheritance. You're reading your will. You know, it's even called the, the, the New Testament, the new will. The new Old Testament, the new will, the old will. What do you find in the new will? Submit to it. Say, Lord, I submit to it. Satan, I resist you. You know, basically what is like saying that, look, I accept what God you have said. Satan, shut up there. God has spoken. Hallelujah. Submit to God. Resist the devil. We must be granted in our knowledge that we, ha- we are the authorized ones in this life. Now as we end, let's go back to Luke chapter 10 verse 19. It says, Behold, I give you authority to trample upon serpent and scorpion and over all the power of the devil. And this is where we end. It says, and what? And what? 
nothing shall by any means shall by any means hurt you. You know, uh, uh, when I was looking at um, the the Bible um, dictionary concordance, whatever that, that is, it says that this is like a double emphasis, a double negative emphasis. You know, when, when, like I guess that's how the way the way, the way they talk in those times. When the Bible says that, when Jesus say, "Verily, verily, I say to you," or oh no, um, Hebrews, Hebrews, um, where is it? Hebrews in Hebrews, he says that. Um, for he has said, um, I will never ever leave you nor forsake you. Amen. I will never ever. Amen. Another place we find, we find when it says that um, he will keep him in perfect peace. Now the, 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 the actual translation of that word is that he will keep him in shalom, shalom. He will keep him in double shalom. Shalom, shalom. A double emphasis. That's the same thing that is here in, in, in this way. Luke 10, 19. It says, nothing shall by any means. Nothing. It says, nothing shall hurt you. Nothing by any means hurts you. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Amen. Is God, is, is Jesus Speaking it authoritatively. Say, look, I've given you authority. As long as you exercise your authority against the devil, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing is permitted to hurt you. Why? Because you are the authorized one. Because you have all authority. He said, I've given you the authority to try. Give me old King James again. I've given unto you authority. Okay, no. That's, that's, that's one way he says that I've given to you all authority. Oh, no, no. He says, all authority in heaven and earth have been given unto me. Just speaking. He says, all authority. I think that's in Matthew. He says, all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. All authority. All authority has been given unto me. And then he immediately says, go therefore. So he delegates that all authority to us. We have all authority. Say, I have all authority. I'm, a, I'm the authorized one. Nothing by any means is permitted to hurt me. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Say, I'm the authorized one. I'm the authorized one. Say it now. I'm the authorized one. I have all authority. Amen. We have an inheritance that is fully paid for. Jesus in the sacrifice in the death, burial, and resurrection has fully paid for us to enjoy this inheritance. Glory to God. So we must learn to stand and insist on it. We must learn to resist every attempt to, to, to steal from us, to take away from us, to deny us or to rob us of what rightfully belongs to us. You know, you know in, 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 in regular life, if you have an inheritance, somebody, if the will is read and it's in your favor, you will do anything. You will fight, you will go to court, you will do, call the elders and everybody to make sure that what is yours comes to you. But when it comes to the sin of the spirit, you're just, you know, uh, 
let's let's be careful here so that we do not ruffle the feather of the devil. <laughs> the Bible says that he's coming to naught. His powers have been brought to nothing. But we need to believe that. We need to see it. Know that the devil has been brought to nothing. Know that we are the authorized one. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places. The same authority that he has, we have. We represent him here. The same way that the devil, the devil is afraid of Jesus is the same way that the devil is afraid of us. But see, he will trick us. He will lie to us. He will use schemes. He will use perfected schemes. Amen. I know some of us are sales, salesmen here. Amen. If you, if you want to sell something, you, you know you have a client or somebody. You want to sell something. If you have the, you know, sometimes you, your power of sales is the number of years that you have been in the industry. You've met different people before. So you're, you're meeting this new guy and he's trying to prove that he's, uh, he's you're, you're just laughing. You're just I don't see your type before. You know, this is how to, I begin to bring out my, my strategies, my devices. After a while, the person says, yeah, well, I don't really want, but um, okay, I'm convinced. Yeah, I, I know how to catch you now. I don't know be today I start this thing. That is the way the devil operates. That's the way the devil operates. But we must know how to stand our ground. You know, sometimes some people, the same thing, some people, let me give another example, which sometimes, when um, they're not too common or popular now, when the Jehovah Witness people come to, come and sell their stuff to you, you know, sometimes you I, no, I'm not interested. I, no, just give me a few minutes. I'm not, no. Like I always say, I think my dad is the first person I ever saw who will sit down and argue with Jehovah's Witness people and they won't come back again. My dad will sit down and say, no, sit down. What do you have? Okay, when the guy finished talking, my dad will start bringing out his phone. He said, no, sir, listen. I allowed you to talk. Listen to me. Finish. Okay, we'll come back tomorrow. They never come back. Me, I don't have that patience. I just started. I know I'm not interested. So no, so I just one minute. I say I'm not interested. Amen. We know the power that we carry, and we should know how to use that power. We know how to wield that power. Amen. I've said that the inheritance we have is because of the sacrifice of Jesus. It's in the sacrifice of Jesus, and because of the sacrifice, through the sacrifice of Jesus, He has brought us to a place where we enjoy life to the fullest, where we have all powers, all victory over the devil and his cause. This world answers to us. We don't answer to this world because of the sacrifice of Jesus. And every time we come to the communion table, as I always say, every time we come to the communion table, we come to remind ourselves that blood was shed for us. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. Connect with Savannah Grace Chapel Port Harcourt on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SGC Port Harcourt. And download our messages free on Telegram at t.me forward slash SGC Port Harcourt.